Welcome to episode 17 of the Alexis Pereira program. I'm your host, Alexis Pereira, and with me as always, the, hmm, what would I say, the Batman to my Robin, Alex Estrada. Alex, how are you? I'm very good. That's the most accurate description you've given of our relationship since we started this thing. Well, you've got a belt with tools, you know, <laughs> and it's not just because you're Latino. Right, right. And your parents disowned you. Yeah. Hey, you know, they, and again, it was because of gymnastics. <laughs> Now, how are you, Alex? How, how's your week been? My week's been okay. My week's been okay. I got word that I'm being uh, furloughed uh, in the near future. From so. the from the DSN factory? From the D... <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no. From my, uh, my thankless work as a government employee, uh, as part of the uh, broader financial uh, disaster that's unfolding in New York because of I wasn't our aware fe- of that. Yeah, yeah. Our federal and state governments have uh, abandoned us. Uh, to uh, <laughs> to fester and die in the streets, and so as part of that, uh, I'll be forced to take uh, a week of unpaid work uh, between now and March, uh, unless something changes. So, and now that's um, it's a whole week or one day a week or what? So they, yeah, they the way that they're they're trying to sort of like balance this out so it doesn't hurt too bad. So the idea is that uh, we'll take uh, five days total. Uh, but we won't take more than one furlough day in a given week. So it's it, the the good thing is it's not like a whole paycheck is missing. It's just little bits of your paycheck along the way yeah. to soften the blow. And if I know something about you, you don't need all your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> You've always said that. I've always said that. So I, much I, of it is extra. You know, it, it was, reminds me of a funny thing. My mom said uh, she said she used to um, she used to be a waitress at a topless topless bar uh, in her twenties back in Florida. <laughs> Many years ago. And she said that what would happen is she, like, basically she lived off her tips. And then when she. Is that how you met her? (laughs) Yes, I met my my mother, had me in a strip club while she was working. Destroy my anecdote. Like, it's right in the middle. (laughs) Like, I'm a fucking South Korean fishing boat just trying to throw my net in. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Okay, finish your anecdote. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll fix this later in editing. Of course, of course you will. Uh, So, yeah, so basically she lived off her tips, and then when she got, like, when she ran out of money, when she was in trouble, uh, she would cash a paycheck. So that's the system that I'm on right now. I live on tips and my uh, <laughs> job as a city employee, and then I uh, cash the paycheck when uh, it's time to pay for braces. Well, you know, parents love tipping the uh, the DOE. So <laughs> all the time, sure. I'm sure that's good. Uh, Alex, I'm I'm super excited about our guest uh, this week. We have our first working actor, and I'm and I'm saying working right now. I mean, we've had people who are like, I was on the Tonight Show in 2008. Not this one. <laughs> she's a real one. She's a real one. She's a real one. She's out there. You know, she's post sag. She's not oh, even pre sag. Damn. Uh, and uh, you can catch her every week uh, performing on at Hell's Kitchen with some kid. Ladies and gentlemen, Monique Moses. How are you? Yes, I just paid my SAG dues today, so what's hey, up? Whoa. There you go. Yeah. You took, took advantage of that forgiveness uh, program or whatever they had, right? You got that letter? Babe, it's at the end, October oh, 1st. <laughs> All right, I better pay, pay my it. SAG. I better pay my SAG dues, too. Exactly. I went to the last. What's SAG? Yeah, it's that, yeah. How many waivers you got now, Alexis? Um, I feel like I have had six waivers for non-speaking pornos. So oh, wow. I didn't even know those were sad. There you go. Uh, How how's uh, your quarantine been, Monique? Um, it is. I'm saying is because mm-hmm. it's still happening. Mm-hmm. It is good. Uh, when it first happened, of course, it was uh, very jarring, and I had went through a very depressed depressive time i'd say a good like three months i was like unproductive uh not really wanting to get out of bed just doing dumb stuff i've gained a hundred pounds no, I know, no. You look beautiful. <laughs> folks if you could see what i see right now no uh, i have my laptop like uh, the angled high so the angle <laughs> down is like very pretty yeah. i put on a bunch of makeup uh no but uh and but then i started getting better and you know um Yeah, so I feel like I'm in a good place right now. Some people, it sucks to admit, but some people are thriving during quarantine. Some people are not. But I think one thing everyone is doing is like reflecting on what they want and like priorities have changed. 
And so I, I think I'm really thankful for that. You know, it's interesting. I do feel like this is part of it. Like since I'm away from UCB, mm. not that I'm anywhere closer to wherever, but a lot of things are very clear to me, even though nothing's <laughs> happening. Yes. A lot of things are very clear to me about where I may stand in the comedy world. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not even that it, it clouded us. I think uh, UCB just, it was a distraction that often was a payoff. Mm. And so, you know, I think I always really respected people who kind of got out early, even if they got, didn't get out to do something like didn't get hired or create something yeah but someone who realized that like i need to create my own stuff i need to like start this podcast or shoot this thing um and yeah i don't know i mean i also really benefited from that system so i can't say that it was the worst but it definitely kept us happy like the matrix <laughs> for a very yeah. long time was that, that it's sick? funny because alexis was kicked out back in 2008 i think right well <laughs> i always say that ucb drove me out to the forest right yeah, and then yeah. one day ucb was in the forest too uh, so wow, <laughs> wow. It was, you weren't like the dog that was left in the woods to fend for itself yeah. and then the and then the family had to move out to the woods too <laughs> But if uh, I didn't have UCB, I would never have met you, handsome fellas. Well, uh, well we met through the pit, technically. Uh, <laughs> That's get real true. Specific. But we found each other again at UCB as well. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I got uh, you know it, it's it's true. I don't. It's not completely deleterious or whatever. My feelings about UCB, but it's to me, it's interesting. It's like even if you get out of a good relationship, yeah, you suddenly are reflecting on your own life, and that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. Very serious stuff here. Lots of UCB, you know, for our listeners of Saudi Arabia who don't even know what that is. <laughs> now, uh, Mo, this this show, this is on the Authentic Podcast Network. I'm not even sure if you're legally allowed to be on this with your, con- you know, because you're, you're a worker, you're working actor and you oh, know, wow, you've all, all the wow. stuff you're on. But um, they told me if this podcast ever takes off, this they will make this a talk show. They oh my said, gosh. If they okay. the, and they said, they said, Alexis, we'd love for you to incorporate some talk show elements on this. And I said, what? An all white writing staff? <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that they said is, you know what? Every talk show has is a monologue. Oh. So we'd love for you to do a monologue every show. You know, can you? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. The uh, the, the, the people at uh, big big podcast told you that's what they need from you yeah. yes exactly and uh, alex how would you say this monologue goes every week oh my gosh on on the scale from uh, hiroshima to nagasaki oh uh, no <laughs> oh jeez. so Let's like kawaii super uh, kawaii talking mm-hmm. uh, this is the bikini atoll folks i tell you okay. what oh, editing that out i can't edit it out please mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay here's my monologue I was watching The Vow recently. In case you haven't seen it, a guy starts a cult so he can sleep with beautiful women and spout bullshit to thousands of people, which, by by the way, are my two favorite pastimes. (laughs) However, there are a couple things I'd like to talk about. Firstly, he told people he had the third highest IQ in the world. And they went, wow, that's cool. Now... I know how awkward and impolite it can be to doubt someone's story, but if someone told me they had the third highest IQ in the country and asked me for $5,000 for a five-day course, I'd ask for some documentation. Like, I don't know, anything explaining what the fuck it means to have the third highest IQ in the world? (laughs) Secondly, and this goes out to all cult leaders out there, if you have a nice house with a ton of roommates and you're having sex with beautiful women... (laughs) Can you please not abuse and steal from them? You're ruining it for the rest of us. (laughs) You know how much fun it'd be to live with 8 to 11 beautiful women? But no, men have to ruin it by debasing them, thus making them scared to ever undergo such a venture. And trust me, I've asked. Now I'll open it up to the panel. (laughs) Where would your dream house be? Mo, we'll start with you. Wow. That was a monologue, yes? That was yes. a Amazing. dramatic monologue yeah. by uh, 
<laughs> they didn't say comedic. Yeah. <laughs> they said uh, monologue. Where would my dream house be? Is that an authentic question? A real mm-hmm. question? Yeah. Um, I want to say Fiji or like the Maldives. Oh, beautiful. Because I really want to go there. And I have yeah. these uh, wonderful fantasies about it. So about you would... You? No, but uh, actually what... It, so you would leave... Like, like if you, like, had a home, like, are you saying just a home or would you live there full time? Like, you know, uh, I mean, if we're being like truth, like if we're yeah. trying to really think about my life, I personally would want to have a house in several cities. One sure. of them, mm. Toronto, New York, L.A. and somewhere in Asia. Oh. Mm. Uh, so but if we're doing fantasy, I'd be I would want somewhere in Fiji that has great Wi-Fi and I just do everything via Zoom. Because that's what we're doing now anyways. <laughs> and then I just go out to my waterfront uh, abode and enjoy my life. Did you hear that uh, several countries like uh, the, uh, uh, the Antilles and Aruba, they're looking for people to work from home. And they, they, uh, they'll give you like huge tax breaks to live there while working from home. Damn. My dad oh. was born in Aruba. Oh. So I should really look into it. Yeah. yeah. You're already a sit- You don't even need the... You can get like a you don't need a visa. You could get a citizenship. Well, she's yeah. a Canadian, right? So I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does that give you access to all the Commonwealth countries? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> We're not that tight. Everyone's gonna have an escape plan now. Come on. Oh, I'm going to Colombia, <laughs> getting a Colombian passport, and going right to Cuba. Oh my that's god. That's funny. That's funny you say that because I had a friend um, message being like, Trump says he's not going to concede. So you should come back home. And I'm like, ah, I just got my green card. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. Big. It took yeah. me so long. So it's like, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to uh, jump the sinking ship until we're actually underwater. Yeah. I swim very well, <laughs> uh, but I will stay until the bitter end. And you know, my career has been underwater for years, so I'll be perfectly... <laughs> there you go. You need a there. drum? This is one rat that doesn't leave, I'll tell you what, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> I'm the rat that joins the violin, the violinists. Oh my gosh. Uh, Alex, where would you live if you had a dream? Where would home? I live? I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I sort of left my, uh, my humble small city beginnings uh, to come to the big city. And uh, once I got here, I was like, I don't have to own a car. Uh, this is wonderful. This is great. And so lately, though, I've been wondering if I could sort of replicate like the same kind of uh, lifestyle in a place like a little bit more remote. So I've been mm-hmm. thinking maybe like upstate New York, uh, not far off the Catskills, the Adirondacks. Oh, you'd need a car big time. Yeah, though. I mean, like my wife would need a car. Uh, <laughs> Alex doesn't have a driver's license. I don't. I let it. He's ex- like a weirdo. It, I let I let it expire. Yeah, I just wow. I figured if I wanted to sort of realize my dream of never having to own a vehicle or do anything with a vehicle again, I. I had to take the first step uh, I had to, the secret this uh, wow. by putting it out there and the first thing was letting my license lapse why so don't you I'm, like uh, vehicles or driving uh, childhood trauma primarily <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> we've, ta- we've talked about this so you know on, on the show um, so growing up my dad instead of buying like you know how many cars did your family have Mo growing up um when my parents were together, just two. When just two. Were they, were they pretty reliable, like, made within, like, five to ten years of when you were born? Like... Yeah. Yeah. They'd yeah. trade them in on a regular basis, that kind we of were thing? Pretty, we were pretty Huxtable growing up. Okay, I, that's great. Notice that's I didn't wonderful. say the other name, of the last name. <laughs> Huxtable. Well, Huxtable. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, there we go. So I, Lord, I, I longed uh, for Lawrence, a Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Uh, so for for us, so instead of doing uh, the rational thing, uh, what my dad would do was would buy several cars uh, for not a lot of money. You know, we're talking three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Maybe wow. he'd pay a thousand dollars, and then figure like, well, I'll just work on them, and then you know we'll have all these you know great cars. And in fact, we ended, ended up happening is we got seven cars that were each worth a hundred bucks a piece. Oh wow! <laughs> and so the thing was, so growing up, I drove a. Uh, a long, uh, like a Cadillac town car, a Lincoln Continental, uh, yes. which is like a tank. And the problem is, uh, on the deal that my dad got, uh, this puppy had a uh, power steering and brakes that would go out randomly. Oh my god! So you'd be driving, you'd be driving in the street, and then suddenly you can't turn and you can't, <laughs> you can't stop. 
Yeah. And so you have to, like, throw it into park or something so that you didn't hit the person in front of you. So that happened several times. (laughs) Excellent. Don't ever get in a car again if you don't Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, so growing up, like, and, you know, that was one of the, like, we had other cars where, like, you know, the pulleys would break randomly. Uh, you know, they would you know, overheat. Like we had a, you know, my dad ended up ingesting gas one time because the van oh, broke God. down. <laughs> so it was just, and the, and like you know, there on four or five occasions, like I stayed up to two o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to get my dad's Jag like just right or something like that on a school night. Yeah. So uh, as you can see, <laughs> I grew up with, with enough experience around cars to realize I'd never want to have anything yeah. to do with one again. This also, is why I hear I, a train going by. Oh, it's sorry about that. There you go. Yeah, that's me. I so th- I live in my dream home, uh, <laughs> an apartment in Astoria, uh, right next to the train. So oh. I I I kind of do like where I live because I like the food in Queens, and I'm I was born and raised in Queens anyway. I didn't oh. really go far. Yeah, but uh, I feel like my dream home would be. This might be. I would love to have an apartment in the West Village with a backyard. Oh, that would be wow. Dope. If you, I mean, now might be the time, honestly. I no, mean, it's like, <laughs> no, it's why, like I told you. Why West like a, Village? Oh, um, I, I kind of like the, uh, the subway better on the West side than the East side. I think mm. I, I get, I get, uh, faster. Plus okay. Alexis is a huge uh, Felicity fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's face it, I'm a racist. So that's <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I mean, um, I, so I, I don't know if you guys know, but I moved to Midwood. Dittmans oh Park. no. Oh. So it's very residential, like huge houses. I'm just in an apartment building near the houses. But what's great is that I live like at the end of a dead end street. So it's like kind of like a cul-de-sac. And there's, like, a bunch of families that live in this dead-end street. And so kids are always playing. They're kind of annoying. But at the same time, I would rather have this sort of domestic residential life. And all of these people have backyards. So if you want... You want one? You should come to BK. Come to Brooklyn. Come out. Come out. Yeah. Oh, nice. I was wondering, Mo. Yeah. I I moved not too far from your old apartment because you li- yeah. used to live right next to uh, Fulton Grand, right? Not right. Very yeah. Far. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm in Prospect Heights now. So every once in a while, I walk by that cafe and I think of and you're like Mo. Are you Mo? there? Is that Mo? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's a crackhead. The listener that's trying to kill Alex is like on a map, like drawing red lines. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just, just, so. just admit it, Alexis. It's you. It's me, but I said listener. Uh, I actually don't believe in moving in the city. Even though people are leaving New York City, I don't believe yeah. in moving. Because like, I, I really believe yeah. that once Corona ends, your landlord is going to set you on fucking fire and get you out of there. <laughs> wow. You know, basically, if you have a sweet apartment, he's going to be like, what, what lease? Sorry, uh, my cousin's going to move you out. No, I think it'll be... I think we will live in a in a a half. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking? Half like the st- what's stone? No, what's the, what do we call the a city? What Urban? is that? Urban? No, it's got something related. Concrete. To the, uh, yeah, concrete jungle. Okay. Half concrete, half nature oh. mixed together. People will have space because all the rich white people have left. And now all the people of color can just hold hands Thank and you. across the world. And the three of us. Yes, three of us, yes. <laughs> that would be funny if, like, uh, uh, like, the Chrysler building had, like, a tree growing through it. Like, just this nobody there. Because I cool. actually bet it will be empty. <laughs> well, you guys saw that, that Roosevelt Island uh, pitch that came out, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, that so t- terraformed. It was, it's basic, it was an art, uh, art architect's conception of a basically sort of like, almost exactly what you described, like a, basically a tower built with like green in it. Yeah. Uh, so basically each level is almost like forested in a way. It looks like a boat. It, looks like, it lo- almost looks like a cruise line because of the way it's stacked. Wow. Uh, but it's very interesting. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's the future. It's future. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks for me. No thanks. I actually just went recently to Roosevelt Island. It's beautiful. It's right here, actually. It's right off the... You can walk from Astoria. It's yeah, right. I love Roosevelt Island. I used to nanny a family, and she would play soccer on Roosevelt Island. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it was a very easy job. I would just drive her where she needed to go and then sit for the three hours that she was in practice. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because I was in a... Lexus oh, SUV. Oh, you drove the family car. I did, yeah. See, there you go. That's badass. <laughs> I'll, I'll never know it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. You that never singular will. joy. Oh, jeez. Uh. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, so we're, let's get to the news. Uh, this the people listen to the show mainly for the our news takes. They tell me, Alexis, please less jokes, less humor. <laughs> I, I they would they, they even say I wouldn't even call it humor. That they that's what they say. The, the stuff you spout. Oh my but God. Uh, so. Not a surprising disappointment, but still a disappointment nonetheless. Mm-hmm. The grand jury convened on the uh, sh- uh, the murder of Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. and the three police officers were basically let off the hook except for one charge. Alex, can, Alex, can you describe or, or, or just tell us what were the charges and what was perhaps the logic that the district attorney or, or the grand jury went through to get to that? So, yeah, so the the, the charges that ended up uh, coming out of the grand jury were for wanton endangerment. So this is a, uh, a lesser, it's a Class D felony. It's pretty much like the lowest kind that you can get. Uh, and, the, and the thing behind it is it's essentially a criminal negligence statute. So it doesn't carry sort of the same uh, requirements of murder. There, you don't have to d- demonstrate an intention to actually shoot somebody or to kill somebody. Uh, but the idea being that the officer was basically uh, so negligent in the course of firing into the apartment uh, that he accidentally shot it. Accidentally. Uh, he shot into uh, a neighbor's apartment. And because of that, uh, that's essentially where the charge is coming from. Wow. The AG, who was the special prosecutor in this case, basically laid out and said, we're not looking into the sufficiency of the warrant that's being handled by the federal government. Uh, we're basically just looking in terms of how the uh, the warrant was actually carried out, like what actually happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's depressing. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they spent a lot of time uh, discussing the uh, the timeline and the you know the thing that they sort of kept bringing up that the AG kept mentioning was the fact that uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend uh, shot first, and they said that that basically once that started, the police had the uh, the legal uh, right to use lethal self defense, and so basically at that point, uh, if as long as they exercised care in shooting their guns wildly. Uh, that would be sufficient to guard them from any uh, murder charge in the NC case. Now, two things. He, mm-hmm. This is a layup win for the police officer in that case. He got indicted for what? what I'm sorry, he got charged, but he's going to win that very easily. Mm-hmm. The the reckless, the wanted, wanted endangerment. endangerment. I, I guess it depends. Like we've we've had those cases in New York, uh, for instance. Like you'll tip, you might hear them as sort of like these innocent bystander laws. So where mm-hmm. there's a there was a situation in uh, the Flatiron. Not uh, terribly long ago, a few years ago, where a uh, a gunman uh, shot a uh, a victim, a person that he knew, and in the course of responding, the police wounded uh, seven other people. Mm. Do you, you guys remember this case at all? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. No, I just remember. I remember reading about it. And the thing is, the I, at that point, the DA could have charged them with a criminal negligence uh, uh, for not basically for like not exercising care because the idea being that if you uh, you're shooting you know a guy 800 times in a crowded place like that's obviously very fucking stupid mm-hmm. and uh, and should be illegal mm-hmm. and of course they ended up settling uh, on a on the civil action uh, but there could have been grounds for a criminal one like often it's like you know for the DA it's never in a in a situation where that happens it's obviously not good. It doesn't. It's not a good look uh, to bring charges against an officer for being an idiot as opposed to an evil idiot trying to murder somebody. And so, in this case, I think that given the um, uh, and, and the the AG sort of mentioned this in the press conference too, that he was going to like this case would be pursued. That they are going to bring charges. They are going to bring this to a jury trial, mm-hmm. and um, and that they uh, sort of intend to uh, see it to to a verdict. Uh, whether that actually ends up happening, if they can actually get the verdict, is you know sort of up to see. I think people are pretty upset about the uh, the outcome here, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Yeah. Is there any um, way to appeal? 
Wesley's yeah. like, like I don't know. I am not. Yeah, I mean it's sense. it's it's pretty tough. The like the unfortunate thing, uh, and I guess it's like sort of the window that the the, uh, the AG left open in the press conference and talking about the uh, the warrant. Now the the other thing to keep in mind too is that the team that executed the warrant, uh, the yeah. three officers that were being investigated in this this matter, were not the officers that sought the warrant out in the first place. So if there's any justice to come from uh, sort of like reviewing the process and finding fault in the in the issuance and uh, the policy and the part, it, it probably won't fall on the three officers here. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the only way that you're going to get any sort of of a uh, an outcome that resembles justice is if the uh, the federal government steps in and reviews the case and determines that there could be uh, like a civil rights violation, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, or a violation of a federal criminal statute, but and, and uh, you but know I, how hungry this administration yeah, is. Well, that's, to... <laughs> that's the thing of it, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's unfortunate because there are sort of tools at the at the disposal of society, to kind of like write this. But the problem is, uh, the tools are really only useful in the uh, the right hands, mm-hmm. uh, and we ain't got the right hands. We ain't got the right hands. The do what? The thing is, though, we do got hands. We, <laughs> we don't have the right hands in office, but we have the hands and we have the boots on the ground, my friends. I try right. to I try to keep positive about these things. Otherwise, I will murder everyone I see. <laughs> That's why uh, we do these podcasts remotely. <laughs> yeah, I but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like thankful that uh, there are people who are protesting and who and it's not just you know one demographic one community who is angered by this news it's like uh, all over america people are seeing how broken the system is so i mean that's the one good thing i can see out of this yeah i think the 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 part about it that is the most depressing is Mm -hmm. not just the act itself but then Later on, saying, "Hey, nothing was illegal in the way this was handled." You know that I think that to me is what really gets at people, and also it's really sad that you know, for example, for for this law, they said they're thinking about taking out this uh, no knock warrant. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a recipe for disaster if you have a law that allows you to break into somebody's house as a police officer and surprise them in the middle of the night in a state where it's legal to have a gun and that they can shoot you know an intruder Mm -hmm. you are basically i'm sorry you're basically hoping that the the right the wrong people or the right people are going to uh get killed basically you're you want them in the in in danger and I, i i i just think that Overall, and, and we talk about this often on this show, but the yeah. le- the entire legal system needs to be uprooted and 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 really looked at because basically it was we're 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 navigating the world through laws that make no sense mm-hmm. for our pub for it just just even just our public safety like for, they're looking for money yeah they're looking for money they just like like they're not like looking to save a kid from a kidnapping who's about to get murdered uh, you, yeah. you know what i mean they're just like oh there might be money in this house and they decide to break down a door at 3 a.m and then they don't find you know what i mean it's the whole thing yeah is just, that's why yeah. it's um so suspect and that's why everyone's so angered by it i mean i think um as well i just i think that people are showing more empathy I think to the family and to the situation because this could really happen to anybody I mean of course it is so apparent that as a black body um, it's not like people are or the the police system like just does not respect black bodies and it's like evident time after time after time but I mean if we have these type of laws like any sort of bodies in the way of this like collateral damage is like won't get the justice and the respect that it does that they deserve and hopefully people will i don't know i don't know who can make any changes but (laughs) i don't know yeah that's a great point and it it, it's kind of a little sad that that's the only way for some people to think in a way of like we need to change the law it's like oh that could have happened to my son you know, like yeah. that, that. That's sad that that's the way people. But in a sense, though, we are seeing it. We are. 
in a weird way, like when uh, uh, one of the cases earlier, I think it was George Floyd, some one of these like horrible conservative uh, mm-hmm. bloggers was like, oh, well, white people get shot way more, you know? And then, and it's funny to me because I was like, okay, so you're admitting that, yeah. you, that white people get shot and you still love the cops. Exactly. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? It's such weird doublespeak. It, yeah. It's psychotic. It really is. It just drives me bananas. And uh, that's, you know, that's part have of why. Have you guys watched The Social Dilemma yet? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I did. watched did. it the other night. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, of course, there are parts that are absolutely terrible. And like, it took the sketches. Seven- <laughs> <laughs> sketches. <laughs> um, but I, I have a friend that actually get brought up a great point that like, those sketches, that, that storyline within a story needs to be accessible for the middle-aged moms and for do you know what i mean middle america to sort of like yeah both of you are pointing at me (laughs) (laughs) um but i bring it up because it's like the more we like i don't know the more we have sort of pieces of work like that then i think for again it all stems down to empathy for me i just need people just need to start treating people more like humans and uh so that we can get some sort of solace in this whole thing you know no i i, I agree <sighs> well any other thoughts on it i mean i it was again a really sad story and again not surprising but uh it was just uh another heartbreaker in a, in a just a heartbreaking yeah. month a heartbreaking year well it was actually surprising i found it really surprising i mean i thought at least they would get like the the charge of manslaughter or something yeah. that's like more related to the murder but then of course maybe it wouldn't go through the same way other cases haven't yeah but like just at least the charge yeah part of the the difficulty in that too is that the you know the ag is a political animal like anyone else Mm. and part of it too he wants to win yeah i mean like that's part of it but yeah he wants to win and then the other aspect too is the and this is the the really cynical part here me talking because if you open it up for a um, to bring uh, manslaughter charges in the course of what you know what they've concluded already were a legally executed uh, warrant, then they're they're what they're worried about is <laughs> this is horrible to say what they're worried no, about right. is about like this being able to this happening again mm-hmm. and then them being held responsible for it. Yeah. Like, what's happening the, in your house? What's happening in my house? My wife came home. I'm oh, oh. why are you closing the door? There we go. You're acting like she's trying to get in and you're. <laughs> Oh, she can't hear this. Oh, I guess. Oh, the, oh and wow, he just leaving. walked away. Wow. This I is... guess you have to edit this out. No, no absolutely not. It's alive, <laughs> baby. This is the Alexis Pereira show, uh, raw. Well, I'm gonna tell you, Alexis, some hot goss. I mean, it's not hot goss, but like, I read somewhere that the AG is um, engaged to Mitch McConnell's daughter. Is that true? I My yeah. God. Is that true, Eric Estrada? I always Alex call him that. No, <laughs> yeah, he does. That. It's very. If upsetting. I didn't see your last name, it's just your last name there. <laughs> yeah. If it had your dang name, Daniel Cameron. Um, but yeah, I read somewhere that he is. So I don't know. Let me double check. He let's, <sighs> let's see. Snopes says it's not true. Oh, oh, oh no. dang! There we go. <laughs> the social dilemma. Okay. Damn, I'm not gonna lie. I saw that shit on TikTok. <laughs> But those those Asian teens got you again. There you go. That's why Trump wants to yeah. shut it down. He's trying yeah. to protect us. Yeah. Speaking about speaking about Trump, uh, 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 Obamacare uh, might be in its last days. Uh, the wow. uh, Supreme Court uh, has is about to swing wildly uh, to the right. Uh, several states uh, are bringing Obamacare into. Uh, uh, they're they're suing to get rid of it, and uh, a lot of really interesting stuff happened and this is kind of something I've been following for a while Uh, Trump has from the beginning said he will replace Obamacare with a better plan and he said it's very easy he said this Mm. and he's like I'm not going to this before the election he said I'm not going to say it because people will steal my idea and uh, wow (laughs) now um, hot trick uh, I'll say hot trick because he you know almost it's almost the next election uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure Obamacare is still the law of the land. And uh, a funny thing that he'd been doing, he, he was like, I will not unveil my plan until Obamacare is gone. Mm. Okay? And uh, 
that's how you know that's how you know it's a great plan when the only thing that they'll put it up against is literally nothing okay <laughs> so then the other thing he did this this like cracks me up he goes he preemptively signed an executive order saying that uh, people with pre-existing conditions will be covered by insurance uh, but an executive order has the same weight as a birthday card okay uh, it <laughs> it means nothing okay and uh, I think he's just basically about to get he's, he's he knows Obamacare is about to go he's doing the executive order even though he knows it doesn't mean anything and then he's going to be like well it's not my fault Oh, Alex, I think you're still muted. Yeah, no, I, I'm, here. Oh. I'm here. Sorry, I had to yeah. let my dog in. Oh, right. no problem. Everyone's okay. got dogs they have to take care of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife Alex. just got home. <laughs> <laughs> That's my joke. Mm. Um, so, Alex, this, this thing is going, right? I mean, it's probably... Yeah, yeah. There, there, I mean, there have been all kinds of crazy assaults with it. Um, the the most recent was this uh, this argument over the uh, the individual mandate... And you might remember, uh, famously, the original Obamacare case uh, was sort of saved, uh, in, in essence, by uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. Because, the tax. Yeah, the tax. Basically arguing that, like, well, you know, it's not under the Commerce Clause. Like, basically, he sort of annihilated every other pillar uh, that could be arguably a basis for this law existing and went with the tax and said that, you know, the tax is what saves it, essentially. And the problem now is that you've had a uh, Laura Federal Court, I believe it's the uh, the federal district in D.C., and basically what they've said is that the with the tax is invalid, then the entire law has, uh, has no basis. And so because of that, uh, yeah, basically the, the sense is this thing might be on its last legs. Now, as the Canadian of the group, <laughs> as I often say that about you, uh, Mo, um, oh. isn't it, isn't it weird for you that, like, you grew up in Canada where they have a mm-hmm. universal healthcare system and then you come to America and it's kind of like the Wild West? Yeah, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm just, Alexis, I, haven't, I did not have healthcare for the first eight, eight years I was here, which to, and I'll be completely candid with you, which is to my detriment because now I'm dealing with health problems that luckily now I have health care I can go and address. But if I had, if I w- didn't have to pay out of pocket to see these doctors, then I would have been able to deal with what I'm dealing with right now yeah. in a better way. So yeah, it's, it's insane to me. I just don't know how people who don't have the means um, survive in this country, but like any strong, like, group of people people do find ways <laughs> that's true to like get through this system but i i, I just don't get it. It, it, it you know your example is basically what millions of americans are dealing with right now and oddly the the argument against universal health care is like well that first day you're gonna get all these people you know and Jeez, yeah. and it's like first of all speaking of empathy that's that's pretty fucking shitty of you to say that about people seeking healthcare. Like literally yeah. the what the the most base thing that you could imagine. Uh, they're like, oh, they're gonna need people who need the hospital are gonna get to go to the hospital. Like, yeah, yeah. The people don't. I don't love the doctor. Nobody does. Okay, people don't go to the doctor because they maybe there's like a couple, small amount, but people don't generally want to go. People, especially people with insurance, they don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah. And second of all, the reason why they're sick. It's because they did not have insurance for all these years. Like this is, yeah. you've got a growing population of Americans who are sick and reaching this level where they need urgent care or, or, emer- or catastrophic care rather. Yeah. And hello, that's our bad. That's all our bad. Like this is, we need to have a system to help these people. Is it because this country has a huge population and they just feel like they can't unite this many people under one universal health care? Because Canada ha- is like one tenth of the population of america i think it's yeah it's might even i think it's roughly twice that actually it's uh i think there's 60 million people in canada right just about i thought it was 30 million really i could be wrong oh i I, I mean i I, I, the yeah i only bring it up because i'm pretty sure i saw like a uh japan uh canada comparison this past week and it said like oh japan has you know this many people and canada has around 60 million or so but yeah so part of it is the um there's uh, there are cultural reasons for why healthcare is sort of taken off. There are political reasons primarily now are the reason 
that it's not coming forward. There's one party that uh, that sort of sees itself as benefiting from this, or not sees yeah. itself, that the other side sees as benefiting from this, and uh, one party that um, you know that you know I think wants to implement it, but is sort of not finding. Uh, a way to uh, to kind of like bring it on. I'm not making yeah. any sense. I apologize. I was trying no, to. No, I basically I didn't want to say de- you know, Democrats and Republicans, but like, yeah, there's a uh, <laughs> you know there are uh, yeah there's ba- there, it's basically it's just, it's a political <laughs> fight basically because we there's yeah there's no there's yeah as far as they see it like the like for one group it's sort of like the you know the annihilation it's uh, American socialism. It's the, uh, you know, kind of like the end of the American way, you know, this uh, rugged individual who can sort of uh, see to their own uh, government takeover. Yes, the government uh, government takeover. And, uh, you know, for the other side, I think they see it as sort of a you know, like this is the sort of the only way that we can uh, maintain the health system, like with full participation of everyone involved. And yeah. so I think that until you until you see like a some sort of massive demographic shift in the electoral politics of this country, you're probably not going to get something resembling close to anything that's going on in Canada or the Scandinavian countries. By the way, yeah. this piece of shit, uh, Azar, he said, and I'm sorry if he listens, um, the uh, whatever Secretary of Health, he said, he, he said, uh, there's, <laughs> he's hinting on a truth, but he's lying underneath it. He said Obamacare is not um, health care for people with pre-existing conditions because it's too expensive for them. It's eight hundred dollars a month, and and look, I'm a socialist, uh, you know, a secret, and uh, I do agree that that's more expensive. But his uh, his his response to making it more expensive is just getting rid of it, <laughs> you know, or whatever. It's just yeah. like he's like, oh, it's too expensive. Let's not have it at all. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, that also is not uh, protecting people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Right, you piece of shit. And also, long term, it's gonna it's gonna cost a lot more to sort of deal with the um, people who have uh, chronic illnesses, uh, who are at sort of the uh, the end of their rope, uh, or folks who have preventable illnesses who then come to the end of their rope. Because at some point in time, it's like these people are either going to be dying on the street uh, or they're going to be clogging up uh, emergency services. Yeah. And, uh, yeah both Which are, are way more expensive. Right, of course. You know. Definitely. Awesome. So, Another fun piece of news. <laughs> Thank a you, bummer. A bummer. Um, oh, bummer care. Uh, so, oh, okay. So, well, anyway, this is fun. I love a man cave. Ooh. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, right now I have an apartment with uh, my lovely girlfriend, my lovely cat. I don't have a man cave here. I have, we have a living room. And, uh, you know, maybe I do have a corner of the living room to myself, uh, but uh, it's not strictly mine. But uh, three, three workers of the MTA, our trusted MTA, New York City subway system, they, they found, and I, I always thought about this too, because there are so many rooms underneath the, uh, the subway that like, I'm sure that there's like, fucking shit everywhere <laughs> they found they found a storage room okay that nobody really used inside that storage room they found another door oh my okay, god that had another storage room so these these um plucky young young men amazing uh lit it they brought a futon down which by the way that day they brought in the futon that's balls <laughs> you <imagine>? yeah <laughs> bringing a futon down into the fucking subway when you work there hey what's that for like oh, <laughs> nothing just taking it home later they have a fridge uh they have a tv uh-huh. and uh it was just a little man cave a little uh uh you know it's just like mad men they have a pool what? table <laughs> not yet <laughs> not yet well, they had wi-fi they have though posters right of bon jovi up yeah, on the walls that's right <laughs> yeah uh they do have wi-fi yeah because they have wi-fi in the, the subway <laughs> wow mm-hmm. and uh i it, it, so and a fun fact about this story. So anyway, they got caught. And the three of them got suspended, and they are two things are coming of it. One, they're you know they obviously suspended those guys, and you know it's a big mm-hmm. story. The second second thing they said is they're going to finally undergo a large project, the MTA, to find out where all the rooms underneath the subway are. Just fix the trains, <laughs> assholes. But we're going to divert two billion caves. dollars to discover all the man Jesus. caves in cougar dens. Oh, <laughs> my God. And the I, I do wish that this was visual, like this was a visual pack because the looks on Alex and Mo when I said that, I was like, guess what the MTA's next project is? They're oh going to find God. offices. Oh, my God. 
I don't know. We've all we've all suffered. We all love the MTA because we rely on it, especially yeah. those of us without vehicles. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, we are uh, literally battered spouses. Just like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> if you want to leave, leave, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to leave, wow. There's the door. There's the door. Oh There's the man cave. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, I, ju- I I love that. I just oh. love that. Uh, so another fun fact about this story is that people had been making um, anonymous <laughs> anonymous complaints for two years <laughs> that uh, Ricky, Bobby, and Joey had a had a man cave oh that they wouldn't let other people in. <laughs> that was the fucking kick. Oh my god! Yeah. Employee- so other other employees <laughs> are sending it. Anonymous. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Complaints. Every, everyone in here deserves to die. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the way I'm the I'm, way that it, that it comes out. Just like these, they have, they won't let us into the man cave. Well, I mean, we, if they had given everyone a man cave, then maybe people I'm would sure like fine. enjoy their jobs and fix up the damn trains. So I, I'm actually pro man cave, and I mm. hope the MTA finds all the rooms they need, gives all employees. <laughs> The man caves they need. Yeah. Shit. I, I would love that. Yeah. A little a little fridge uh, a little with fridge. Uh, some beer. Well, these they're, kind of... Found... Yeah, I was going to say, these kinds of, like... These situations seem to come up a lot in uh, in workplaces. Except uh, not in the tech industry, but in other things. in Like in uh, public service, at the Port Authority, it was a similar thing. There was a rumor of an executives only uh, gym on the uh, on the top floor. <laughs> Sorry not. Yeah, and like I had a, I had a friend who who got to, a chance to go up and like use it and stuff. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's great." Uh, you know, there oh was my, a, so it's real. It was real. It was it actually existed, but the, and the thing was it's like the uh, the executives, the chairman got to access it. Wow. But the you know the lower ranks did not unless you knew somebody and so that oh, I think geez. that's sort of what breeds all this uh, this contempt because like you know the idea of like oh there being a break room uh, or a place to goof off or whatever like private companies do them all the time and it's no problem yeah. uh, it's when the you know the access is kind of like meted out to uh, the favored uh, to the connected like that's when we start to see Damn, uh, that's some Freemason shit that's right, right there. some Freemason yeah. shit. Well, I, I love to... I'm that guy, by the way. I love to if you fucking lock me out, get ready for a there letter. There you go. This man... Oh, no. That's right. This man emailed himself back onto Herald Night. Let's never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo, Mo knows uh, all too well. So, I, I, I went, one day I went to work. Um, our, our staff and faculty cafeteria closes o- over the summer. Mm-hmm. And then it opens in the winter, right? So, um, one day I went to work and I was like, it was the first day of school. Staff cafeteria, faculty cafeteria was closed on the first day of school. So I went to the first day of school, and uh, it was closed even then. It was supposed to be open uh, when school starts, and, and, and school's crowded, right? So like, it's like kids are in the student cafeteria. There's nowhere for any fa- staff, faculty to sit. Mm. I literally, I, I straight up picked up the phone, and I did not know who to call. I was like, I don't know who to call. I'm going to call somebody in my company. <laughs> so I was like looking, looking, looking for the word building, looking for whatever. Finally found the word building somewhere. In my directory, I called the guy, and uh, a person picks up. And he's like, "Hello!" Like he never, nobody calls him. And I was like, "Hi, um, I uh, I work here, and uh, the staff cafeteria is closed. And I was I've been working here for ten years, and it always opens on the first day of school, and uh, it's closed. And the staff and faculty need a place to sit and eat lunch, and it's really unfair." to uh, make us sit with the students, especially when, you know, sometimes it's kind of awkward. They don't want to sit with the, it's the faculty. They don't want to sit with the faculty themselves. So, you know, it's they should have a quiet place to eat lunch. And he goes, uh, no, it's open. And uh, I went, uh, no, it's uh, it's closed. Uh, the Both the, you know, the cafeteria and the cafe or whatever, they're both closed. So he goes, uh, I'll get back to you. And uh, he calls me back and he goes, you're right. I just walked by and they're closed and I will get on it right away. Uh, the next day it's open. And, uh, I was like, so happy. So I go to the guy, I go to the staff cafeteria. There's a guy who works there and he's great. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey, what's up? And he's just like, Hey, you know, I, I, it's the weirdest thing. I was told that, uh, I would start in two weeks and uh, I was really upset because I wouldn't be getting a paycheck and somebody called the vice president of the school and complained and the vice president called the guy who runs the cafeteria mm. and was like why is the staff cafeteria closed that's supposed to be open on the first day of school and so he calls me and he said i need you tomorrow or i'm fucked 
And I said, he's like, great, I'm back. And I felt like such a hero, Mo. You know, <laughs> it's people like me. Yeah. Wow. Who accidentally called the vice president. Jesus. <laughs> By the way. One, uh, man, one man's Karen is another man's Alexis. I tell you wow, what. it's true. <laughs> there. I was like, sir? The sir? Fortune, yeah. The fortune cookie is true. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's but, a great story. Well, you know, I make a difference. So and this there. was related to man cave and what is- <laughs> we need a place to eat, eat and drink. God, oh. I see. I see. Everyone needs a place to like cool. Everyone needs a cheers. Is Everyone what you're needs saying. a cheers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, I forgot to tell you my joke. Oh, oh please go ahead. Go please, yeah, please. I bet you I know what train that man cave was under. The D. Uh, <laughs> 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 Woo! That's not I like that. I like that I leaned in in anticipation. <laughs> That's true. We all leaned in. It was very, we really got to record this stuff. Yeah, you it, uh, should. Because oh the God. listeners didn't see me do my right. fucking, like, uh, hey, oh, uh, 80s I tell you comedian. what, she's fucking got it. I tell yeah. you what. We got to record audio, too. I mean, this stuff is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first 15 episodes were all practice uh, podcasts. Damn right. Oh, wow, wow, That's wow. Right. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of uh, Man Cave, mm. uh, Kim Jong-un. Great, great segue. <laughs> he apologized um, yesterday, which is very he's odd for him. Still alive? I thought he was dead. Still oh, alive. no. He's, first of all, you know how fake that news is. Okay. <laughs> I got to get he, off TikTok, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Wrong information. There you go. Kim Jong un is dead. Your listeners didn't hear it. Monique was trying to convince us that today was election day. <laughs> <laughs> she was out the door at the post office, ready to burn things down when it turned out it was just part of a silly TikTok dance. Yeah. <laughs> it was misinterpreted. Well, you know, it was nice to see uh, the school gym. <laughs> so, Kim Jong Kim un apologized. Uh, Kim Jong un. Yeah, he apologized because his guards. Well, I'll, I'll break it down. Basically, a man who was going under who was under financial distress uh, in South Korea got divorced. He was an official South or North Korea. S- South Korea. He was an official with the South Korean government, maybe mm. low level. I'm not sure. So he got on a boat. He put on a life vest and he tried to leave. And um, sorry, what what's the word when you try to go from one defect country? defect from the South Korea to North Korea, which is very rare. Most yes. the other, yeah, mostly the other way. Um, and um, so, and what sadly what happened was he uh, was because of the fears of coronavirus, they just decided to kill him. Yeah. And so and, some and Kim Jong Un apologized. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, isn't that odd? Uh, is uh, and he, this is a man who shell like you know they they shelled the islands off South Korea. They 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 blew up wow. a boat, but uh, apparently this one, um, I don't know for whatever reason, this one was uh, a sensitive issue, and he said he apologized for it, uh, and that that this had to happen and that it was a mistake. Um, well, I have to say that other dude from South Korea, he's not uh, the brightest. Why I don't know. I don't know why you would want to be defecting back to defecting to North Korea in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sick of electricity. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of picking a haircut. Oh, oh man! My God. <laughs> I'm not saying whatever happened to him, he deserved it. I'm definitely not saying of course, that. Of I'm course. just saying it's like, what did you? Oh, expect? this better not be a variety. Yeah, oh Monique Moses canceled on license permit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, all my all my uh, North and South Korean fans are disappointed in me. Yeah, there we go. No, of course you're not saying that. And uh, I mean, you're being logical. Mm-hmm. It's very. This, these are this is a renegade. <laughs> you know? well, it's, well, it's hard to. I'm I'm curious as to what the the thing was. So he was a, a government official. You said. Yeah. And so the I, I guess I'm I'm not sure. I imagine there was some sort of uh, personal crisis or something going on. Maybe. Oh was, yeah, he, maybe, I said he was. Yeah, was going was through it a divorce. Like, I mean, but like I don't know, going through a divorce. Like, was there any type of corruption in there? Like he might. Have oh yeah, might some be crime. Maybe and was running away. Yeah, this is all speculation. Yeah, of but. course, like that's the that's the thing of it. You you can't know. But in that, but to be in those desperate straits, to be like I'm going to uh, go to North Korea and throw myself on the mercy of the Korean North Korean government. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> they definitely never... won't think of me as a spy oh or yeah. treat me you know, in any way. Like they waterboard you for touching the posters. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a uh, not a, a fun fuzzy place. My gosh, 
I, as you know, I, I occasionally watch Facebook Live shows, Facebook Live or Facebook TV or whatever. Those Facebook shows Watch, are. Facebook, Facebook watch. watch shows. Thank you. And uh, one, a couple of them are travel shows, and they go to South- North Korea sometimes. And I'm always like, I'm not enjoying. This is like, I'm not. I don't want to destroy North Korea or whatever. But like, this yeah. is a dangerous country. <laughs> don't go there for fun. I mean, there are quite a few. If you're interested uh, in watching North Korean vloggers, and they're all state supported. And they try to, you know, uh, relate to the way people are watching vlogs these days. So I they, fucking love that. So they much. make the editing like <laughs> fast, and it's like a young woman who's like good looking for North Korean standards, like oh. talking. <laughs> I know. I take that. that. Take that. There you go. Dig it out. You <laughs> know what I mean? And it's like geared towards people who are interested in learning Korean, because you know how like Korean uh, Korean culture is very popular these days. Mm-hmm. Korean movies and music, and it's like geared towards foreigners who are interested in Korean but maybe are not quite had the the foresight to understand the difference between South Korea and North Korea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Let's talk about the other Korea, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I find that so interesting. I don't know. I do want to go to Vietnam, by the way. I know that's a different communist country. Yeah. There you go. Finish the job, Alexis? Yeah, well... <laughs> wow! Uh, we don't have, you know... There's still liberals there. I gotta get out of them. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I just... It, it, yeah, definitely a sad story. And also, the whole thing is very weird. I wonder what's going on in North Korea, because we don't know. And uh, they must have the coronavirus there, you know. They probably yeah. do. Well, that's that's the whole thing, right? As they said that this was... They're extremely paranoid about it coming in. Mm-hmm. Probably because they, they don't necessarily have the means of effectively uh, treating it. And so, they've basically been in, like, a hermetic seal um for the last several months. Yeah. So I could I could see this being a uh you know not necessarily an overreaction but basically sort of that extreme I I guess what you would call extreme vetting by North Korea's standards. Yeah. Extreme vetting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking psycho. <laughs> they just shot him. I know there you go. That, <laughs> by their standard it's a different culture Alexis. We talked <laughs> That's about true. This. I apologize. <laughs> now I'm canceled. <laughs> well they probably asked him if he had coronavirus first. Right. Yeah. Well, well no I well I think what happened if I were called the specifics is they told him they were trying to get him to uh to stop and they said that he ran i mean their justification was that he ran away or yeah. not ran i guess like boated away um <laughs> he was in the water yeah. yeah so yeah the he tried to escape um and that sort of, that prompted them to shoot i mean like there have been situations like this before uh, there was a famous case, I think, from the 1960s, where um, in a dispute over a tree on the uh, in the demilitarized zones, uh, the North Koreans killed an army officer. I think with hatchets, actually. It was like it's like a it's a, a very minor case. I've only heard about in the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, and then the, the United States responded by bringing in uh, machine guns to blow up the tree, basically. Uh, so wow. it's like, so, you know, okay. shit like this has gone down before. Yeah, the Korean axe murder incident, uh, which occurred in 1976. Oh, I was close. Wow. Uh, so. Oh, was that an American soldier they killed? Yeah, it was an American soldier. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the, you know these yeah. things these things have come up before. Like they're v- very highly reactive uh, to any foreign incursions, uh, even by people defecting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. watch it. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on your list of vacation spots to check out once this is all over. Alexis. Yeah, it was Ormo. not. Fiji was the first, and, <laughs> and there never we go. North Korea. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I would like to see South Korea. I heard it's beautiful. Uh, I've been oh. twice. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's just. You suck. How did you say I suck? <laughs> no, you suck. Suggest that's oh, how kids. I, that's how kids. That that's is a, not what that's kids a, say. That's an Alexis Burr program. No Lingoism. Yeah, sugs. They're like, oh, I, I used TikTok last night. I really sug it. <laughs> yeah. oh big sug. God. Big sug TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sug TikTok? Uh, I hate. I hate you. But uh, yeah, sug. <laughs> now you like. You're doing it too. <laughs> This is like the corona. This is like the base of the, uh, <laughs> the, the coronavirus. There we go. Yeah. There'll be next week. I tell you what. There'll be twenty five kids in Saudi Arabia saying so. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your your main list? Uh, All our listeners are in Saudi. They're apparently um, a well. There's three. I have three uh, 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 listeners. 
three no three listeners three <laughs> groups of listeners excuse me uh saudi arabian people who are learning english in a uh, class in an english class <laughs> how do you uh, know uh, you know i'm just looking at the stat the data yeah that's a great uh, that's why he's a squad cast because it tracks all this stuff yeah, that's right mm. uh the other uh group is uh venezuelan uh people who think i'm dj alexis Pereira, the venezuela dj from Caracas. <laughs> very cool and uh finally the third group of listeners are people who i play the podcast to over the phone so that's wow. <laughs> he calls them every Excellent. day. He has a standing appointment with the CAA to call them yeah. up. And well, you know what? My therapist, I pay my therapist for an hour. So <laughs> I don't care what she responds to it. There you go. Amazing. She's listening to it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so we believe it or not, we ju- we did the hour. There we go. No. Is that crazy? We got this. Was case. an hour. This was this did an not hour. feel like an hour. Give me yeah. two. Give me two more. You want two more? <laughs> yeah. Those podcasts that are two hours, like uh, the Joe Budden podcast, the three hours. Oh, I'm like, oh, that. this is impossible. No. I can't listen to because like my friends would be like, oh, Joe Budden was really good. Like, what happened? Like, oh, they talked about like the first time I listened to it, they're like, oh, they talked about um, wait, uh, the, the rapper Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah he's got he a podcast. Like yeah, amazing. They, they were like, oh, he has a um, he talks about his contract, or whatever. And I was like, oh, check it out. And uh, it was. Three and a half hours. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not listening. What? Yeah. This is like, he's going to talk about everything in this. What doesn't he talk about in three and a half hours? Pump, oh pump, pump it up. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so. Estrada does not know that song. I, 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 know, I know Pump, Pump, Pump It Up. <laughs> <laughs> By American hip hop Joe Budden, right? Pump, 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 Pump It Up. Oh, by the way, uh, you're, you're a, a Canadian, um, oh, were you being into snow? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I love I'm snow. also I'm also big into anything that's like uh, the ant not antithesis, but like what you wouldn't expect. So a white guy doing reggae, I was really into that. I'm really into like black emo kids and like mm. um, like like uh, goth kids. I love that shit. Uh-huh. Anything that was opposite, I was like really a big fan. I of. I always feel that you you uh well you you've got great fashion, but I I feel like you can. You can like just dress however you want. Like I bet like you can go goth whenever you want, and it that's looks so fine. nice of you to say. I think I just stopped caring, and I also <laughs> yeah I don't yeah I just don't care what other people think in that regard. <laughs> but it works out for you because I care what people think, and I look like shit. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, this is him uh, cleaning up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the, yeah, the head the no, headphone you, thing is holding my hair back. Uh-uh. You both are wearing very nice like slimming black. Um, oh, mine's clothing. a Boston Comedy Arts Festival. Oh, uh, excellent! Thank you for participating. Uh, shirt. Yeah, Very and mine has nothing under the nipples. <laughs> it's just right. It's, it's a crop. all the crop. It's a crop. It's a crop. My podcasting, <laughs> my podcasting <laughs> top. uniform. This is the top of a shirt. <laughs> Like up to here. <laughs> yeah. The rest buck naked. My cat's scratching the balls. Oh no! Wonderful. Oh boy, uh, Mo. If where the where can the people see you? Uh, do, were you about to say something? Oh no, I was going to say that's a great place to end it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, no, we're not we're not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as my girlfriend has heard many times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> strap in. Yes. I just got my third wind. <laughs> People can see me. They can watch Astronomy Club on Netflix. So funny. Yes, it's a sketch show. Yeah. Great um, show. But when it comes to live performance, don't do that anymore. No, Nobody no. does that, really. Are you on the on the gram or on the TikTok, perhaps? Oh, yes. Please follow me on the gram on all socials. I am at Nutella Cartel, all one word. Nutella like the chocolate company. Cartel like the drug company. And, <laughs> the drug company. Uh, <laughs> love their aspirin. <laughs> love their NSAIDs. Um, and yeah, uh, I love to talk. So follow me on the TikTok, the Twit, the Gram, all that. Can, can you yeah. talk about the, do you want to mention the what show you're working on now? Or, oh, you know? sure. But I can't. But yeah, so Big Mouth um, is... Uh, has a spinoff series coming out in 2022 called Human Resources, and we're in the room writing for that. So I've been doing that for the last two months. It's been very fun. Um, if you're a big fan of Big Mouth, they're coming out with two more seasons next year. I'm not wow. involved with that in any way, but you're a fan <laughs> of that. Wow, shade. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Big Mouth, and so I'm feeling yeah. really blessed cool. and honored to be working with them. Awesome. You know, it's, it's funny because... Um, Anybody who'd be listening to this podcast 
they may not even know who I am. <laughs> so, like, it cracks me up that, like, I, I do this, and I think it's, you know, the polite thing to do, but it's like, I'm pretty sure everybody listening has heard of the Astronomy Club show on Netflix, and they're wondering who this man talking to Monique is. No, um, I hope they do know it. I feel like, I feel like it only got sort of pushed to a certain, like, demographic of people, so I hope a lot of people... Different types of people watch it. Let's get some views yeah. in Riyadh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And also, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's, it's, uh, like, it's a sketch show that, you know, I, I literally sat down to watch it, and I just, like, kept watching. And I was like, and I'm done. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> great. Two and a half hours. You can get yeah. through it easy. And that, that being said, keep in mind that sketch doesn't have a cliffhanger at the end of every episode, you know? So it's like... If if you continue to watch, it's really just a matter of seeing if you enjoy sketches, if you enjoy skits, if you enjoy that sort of thing. You'll yeah. be able to see a, a plethora of different types of sketches, which are great. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're selling it to people who've definitely already bought it, and again, don't know why. <laughs> um, and as we do every episode of the Alexis Pereira program, we end with a final thought from a man who profits off of people's misery. Oh, dang. <laughs> Alex Estrada. When people are low, when people are about to run to North Korea, Alex is the one, comes around, Alex is in a boat next to them, trying to get their, <laughs> trying to offer his services. The nicest man you'll Jeez. ever meet. Oh, oh the, my God. The nicest? He's oh the nicest. There you go. He is... Yeah. He is, yeah. He is a man. Once again. <laughs> Alex, what is your final thought? My this? my final thought here, uh, you know, folks, uh, if you're out there listening, I tell you what, you come to New York, uh, you find yourself a nice subway station. Uh, I recommend the uh, the Bay Ridge Avenue station on the R train. First one past the express. Uh, there you'll find a nice a comfy man cave. Uh, the only problem is your roommate is Alexis Pereira. Oh, I mean, that's just what I'm taking a break from work. It's not my roommate. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> taking that off. <laughs>